It's time to go no huddle with a BetQL Daily 2-Minute Drill. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to the 2-Minute Drill in just a bit, but first let's talk a little Monday Night Football. We've got the Bills as 7.5-point favorites against the Broncos with a total of 46.5. Joe, your early thoughts on this game. Bills are calling player-only meetings. See that yesterday? And it's with backup players. Latavius Murray called a a player-only meeting yesterday. Feels like uh, desperate times over there in Buffalo. They've now lost five straight against the spread. Allen has thrown a pick in all five of those games, uh, but there's no denying his value. When you look at like total EPA, like it's like, geez, that 20 to one MVP. I don't know if there's enough time for them to have a great record when the top records in the AFC, which is what they would need for him to be a part of that conversation. Look, the bills have to win the next two games. They have to, if they don't, like I, I want nothing to do with this team. They got to get to that seven and four record. It's Denver Monday, and it's Zach Wilson and the Jets at, uh, next week. And then after that, it is a tough road. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. They end the season with Miami Dolphins. So if they want to stay in, in the hunt for the AFC East, they've got to take these next two games, two very winnable games. Um, so we shall see. It's look. A lot of the numbers would say that the the Broncos still have the worst defense in the NFL, but they are playing better. They're getting closer. But, I mean, there there was just such a gap between 31st and 32nd. I mean, that's where we were just about a month ago. So, you know, I it's such a desperate spot for Buffalo. I think it's a very good teaser leg. You know, mid-40s, it's a higher mm-hmm. total. But you get Buffalo under a field goal at home in a gotta-have-it spot. I I think they're going to be just – they're going to win. The only question is, will they cover? So I think they're a good teaser leg. Mm -hmm. It's interesting about this Broncos defense. They made Patrick Mahomes, and I get it. He was sick. It was in Denver. But they forced him into what, like five turnovers in that game? They made him – look pretty bad so i'm wondering what they'll do to an inconsistent josh allen i'm probably going to stay away from the spread here but one prop i love james cook i think he's going to be able to run all over the broncos defense 55 and a half is the prop i'm going over it's minus 120 but he's gone over that five times one of the worst run defenses in the league when we had John Daigle on uh, earlier, he mentioned that Denver was just way too talented to have an historically bad defense. And to an extent, I completely agree with him. I mean, Patrick Sertan, probably the most notable guy in that secondary. But what mm-hmm. I will be doing over the weekend is figuring out, okay, what is it about this defense that was just oh so bad through the first few weeks? And what have they done to sort of improve improve things? Because I would point to schematic decisions as to why this Broncos defense has struggled so much. And with that extra week, because they're coming off of the bye, is this something where we can see a new and improved unit? And if that's the case, then I think Josh Allen could very well have his hands full. But we also know that the ceiling for Allen, especially when you look at the advanced <laughs> metrics for this season alone, they've been really, really good. So I will be curious the Allen to Diggs connection, how that can withstand some of the different coverage units uh, that 
they may be seeing and they may be forced to throw into. But ultimately, this is probably a Buffalo spot much more than anything else. But I will be curious to see through research over the weekend uh, if things can develop and improve for Denver to where they can have a puncher's chance to at least cover the big number. All right, let's move on now to the two-minute drill. And to guide us along this journey is none other than our fearless leader, Paul Aspen. All right, so let's dive into these rushing leaders, receiving leader, passing leader markets. And Joe, I know you were saying maybe not a ton of value on the board. I don't know if that's for all the markets, but rushing leader, let's start there. Let's go Joe, Aaron, and Ed. One that caught my eye is just in terms of usage. Like David Montgomery seems to have a pretty good matchup against the Chargers. He's a 55-1, to but again, just don't know how they're going to split that with him and Gibbs. Kenneth Walker is your favorite at 7-1, to Joe. Anyone with value or if there's an alt number out there? Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, when I say there's not as much value, it's like the top of the board. It's like all the names that you think, okay, maybe you get a decent number on this person. No, they're pretty short. They're all around that 10 to 1 or shorter range. Uh, We're starting, you say you start with rushing, right? Rushing, yep. Rushing. uh, Brees Hall's in a good spot. And that's a pretty good number Mm. that you can find on him. We expect it to be a close-ish game. So, that's something that the Jets haven't had a whole lot of. As they when they get blown out, it's like they fall behind and they can't really run the ball. That's what they want to do. Uh, Brees Hall has that explosion. He's twenty eight to one. Twenty eight to one. And what is the number? I was looking for the number on ETN. I couldn't find it because he's in a pretty potentially. He's eleven to spot. one. He's at the eh, top. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Not interested in that. Uh, Brees Hall is the only one with value that I found. I found one with value. The Cardinals have given up the fourth most rush yards this season. Give me B. John Robinson at 20 to 1. I'm looking at that same game, but Tyler Algier at 55 to 1 because maybe Arthur Smith just doesn't trust his rookie anymore. Uh, there is some potential there that maybe the backup running back is the one who uh, maybe gets the majority of carries. And look, if it is a blowout, I would say this game probably has the second highest. I mean, I don't know if it's the second highest potential for a blowout, but definitely it is up there. The conditions are ripe for such a thing. And look, you're not going to find value with Tony Pollard. None of the backup backs. Uh, like Rico Dowdle are available there. So I think Algier at 55 to one is probably my favorite play among the non-favorites. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah, last which, week, a backup ended up being the leader, the Ravens yeah. backup. So it's, right. it's tough to gauge. Uh, uh, one more, the Brian Robinson numbers pretty out there. I mean, they're a big dog, but 45 to one Seattle over the last month, their worst EPA mm-hmm. per rush. So maybe, but those were games that were where they were trailing yeah do wish we knew how arthur smith was going to run that backfield uh most receiving yard cd lamb we talked Does about he him uh he is the favorite yeah, yeah probably not uh six to one a toxic group think or whatever he's talking about uh cd lamb six to one as the favorite anyone down the board for receiving leader deandre hopkins we talked about him and will levis uh, and that mm-hmm. matchup against the Bucks, we saw C.J. Stroud lead the league with, you know, almost 500 yards last week. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins, 22 to 1 against the Bucks. Anyone down the board will go same order, Joe, Aaron, Ed. All right. Yeah, down the board. Uh, uh, na- speaking of Arthur Smith, a name that I was looking for that I did not see listed because I, I just, who who you think I'm talking about? You talking about Drake London? Or are you talking about something Yeah, else? I'm talking about Drake London. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So they don't have him posted yet. So I was just curious what the number was there. Uh, we talked about Seattle going up against Washington. DK Metcalf is 17 to 1. Not a bad number. He has that ceiling type of ability. And Hopkins, that name was brought up, 22 to 1. Okay. I don't know if he, you know, he can explode, but is he going to have uh, that type of game where he can lead the entire league? You know, quarterback isn't good. The matchup's right. He's chirping. He wants the ball thrown his way. Maybe Pickens as a super long shot at 65 to 1. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. This is a tough one. No Nico Collins. I'm not going to you. Let's say it's not DK. I'll go Tyler Lockett, 25 to 1. The Seahawks have a good get right spot. Maybe they take DK out and the the targets go to Tyler Lockett. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Certainly when you're looking at shootouts, it all starts with the Lions and Chargers, right? Like that's probably the likeliest of all games. But the second likeliest would be the Texans and the Bengals. And so with potentially the two key receivers being out for Joe Burrow and company, where else shall you look? What about Tyler Boyd? What about him at 30 to one with that shootout? I think this is probably a time where you want to pounce on him now, uh, especially just in the regular prop market. I'd probably pounce on him now, knowing full well that that number could change drastically if, say, we get more information against Jamar Chase's status. So all Boyd all the time here. Like that Boyd look. And I was was a line, I was kind of playing Seahawks roulette with you guys. Like, we've been waiting for it all season, the JSN game, 90 to one, like his a dot is five yards in the rain. Maybe that helps, but it's just like lock it or some, it could be lead us to this next category, which is passing leader. Go ahead, Joe. Bobo. I was just going to say, do you yeah, think Bobo. lamb can do it for, it would be three straight weeks for lamb. I mean, he's one of the shortest numbers, so we didn't bring him up, but it's possible in this game that he could do this. The third straight week. He could have one fifty by halftime. And yeah. Yeah. I, I like that sprinkle. A sprinkle, I think, is just okay. playing alt number. Why don't you play like yeah. 100 plus at or because you, you said the number 75, 75 and a half, 77 and a half. You can give value on 100 plus, yeah. 125 plus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. There. Yeah. That's the move. 125. Yeah. Yeah. Passing leader. Uh, so, like, we're talking about all these Seahawks receivers. Gino is 11 to 1. Last week's leader, CJ Stroud, plus 850. So, not a ton of value there. We, if we want to go back to the team again, that Stroud did that against last week. Well, Levis is 30 to one against the Bucs. Uh, anywhere on the board with value, Joe. Yeah, I wrote down Levis, 30 to one. That's a, that's a really nice number. The numbers at the very top, like they all make sense with Burrow and Goff and Herbert and Sam Howell as well. He's uh, tied with Stroud right before you get to Geno. I'm not going to bet those because the numbers are so short, but it makes sense that they're up there due to the matchups. Uh, I'm going to throw one crazy one out there. Also at 30 to one, Kyler's first game back. I knew it. Like, is there oh is there any chance? Gosh. Like he's just running just around and people are amazed. Scott Hansen's <laughs> just losing it, and I'm mad at him. It's just like, man. Ky- Would you rather bet Kyler or Levis? Same number. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Levis right for now. me. Levis. Levis. Levis and I don't like Levis. Like that's how much I would hate probably, that decision. Probably means we should 
go for Kyler. Also, the Falcons cluster injuries in that secondary. Uh, banged up the for Mac Collins, uh, safety Richard mm-hmm. Grant. So, and where's he throwing to? Also limited, like we talked about. Is it all Hollywood? Like, where's he going? That's the other part. Michael Wilson? Or does he run a lot? Zach Ertz? Yeah. Yes, I could see that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Does Kyler run a lot? Like, okay, they're going to play deep, and then he takes off. That, First game back? For, oh, they would lose their minds. First game back, yeah. and he's running all over the place? Scott right, Hansen has his own version of the same game parlay. Oh. Go ahead, Aaron. I was looking at Levis and Murray, same number in what could be a close game against a good defense, but Lamar threw for 357 against the Lions, and they have a good defense. So give me Lamar at 30 to 1. Ooh. Okay. This is, I think, of all the weekly leaders, this is probably one I hate the most just because if I'm looking at shootout potential with potentially close games, it's Lions, Chargers, it's Texans, Bengals. The only one that maybe offers some value is CJ Stroud, but it's plus 850 among the four quarterbacks in these two games. And I don't love it, but Stroud plus 850, in case I'm wrong about him being limited a little bit with that great Bengals defense, I, I would still take a flyer on that. All right, let's go two for one on this last round as we're running up against it. Favorite teaser legs and money line dog. Same order. Okay, teaser legs. I'm going to go with Tennessee and New England getting both of those above seven and a half. You want to throw in Buffalo. I, I just mentioned I don't have a problem with that. That's a pretty strong one. I, I'm i pretty sure that one of these six, six, six and a half point favorites is going to lose and it's like what i'm just trying to figure out splitting hairs which one's it going to be is it going to be baltimore cincinnati or seattle uh i'll i'll say washington plus 245 all right i'm gonna go with the colts and i know it's not through the seven i guess yeah the i'll do the raiders to seven for your so teaser right about money line you have a dog that you oh, like yeah. money line dog oh gosh sorry i missed that one i was so focused on my teaser give me washington jacksonville plus plus 145 yeah i thought about that i one. was gonna take jacksonville okay yes jacksonville is <laughs> my uh money line dog Man. there so uh aaron and i are in agreement there uh as far as my teaser uh jets to plus seven I mean, Raiders, Jets, like, this is going to be a close game, like a close grinding out kind of boring affair. So why not, you know, make this exciting? And we're still in Wong territory there. And then uh, Bengals down to minus half a point. Like, I think it's safe to say they're going to win the football game. Like, that I think is fine. Uh, Receiver concerns. uh, They're not concerns for me. Uh, Joe Burrow knows how to be flexible, play action passing, throwing to his tight ends. He'll be just fine there. That's a wrap. We got about a minute if you want to throw a college play out there, but that is pretty much the two-minute drill. Uh, I've got a quick one for you. Uh, Missouri Mm -hmm. on the money line against Tennessee. Brady Cook impressed us, was injured for a good bit of last season, hyperextended knee, had some shoulder problems as well. But ultimately, when he's fully healthy, like he could be a top three, top four quarterback in the SEC. I think they can beat Tennessee outright. Oh, okay. So I was looking at the Tennessee side, Missouri. Like they've been playing, they had a tough matchup after tough matchup. It was Georgia last week. Uh, so I, I do like Oregon, though, laying the 15. That that, that looks mm-hmm. good to me. For sure. Still like to lay it with Bama. 
Bama. There you go. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets for the weekend right here on the BetQL Network.